Happy New Year's, ladies. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to do another uh, year of this, hopefully, and uh, to bring in the new year with a new episode to you guys. I hope that once again uh, in this this year, in this season, that the content that we're able to share is able to bless you and further you along in your walk with Christ, because that's what it's all about. Um, this episode, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, we're talking about one of my favorite characters of the Bible, Esther, and her story. And so let's just get right into it. Happy New Year, ladies. (laughs) We are so glad to be back for another season. And, you know, I'm new to this whole season thing, even though this is technically our third one. Um, But I just divide our seasons by years, and that's probably not how um, well-rounded podcasters do it. But we are in our third season of, like... 15 episodes per season or so. I don't know if that's normal or not, but here we go. We but have no so, idea Yeah, we're that's right. We, <laughs> we thank you for your grace as we figure out our lives on, on live air. But um, so today was Abby and I's first day back to work and um, just a whirlwind. And um, But we just absolutely feel like the Lord is speaking in mighty ways. And we're excited to jump right in there. So, Miss Abby, why don't you take the lead as usual? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, like Sally said, we are not professionals. If you haven't figured that out at this point in the game, I really don't know how to help you. Yeah. But thankful for the grace of God. That's it is right. very real for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been uh, talking in the last couple of months about uh, women of the Bible and kind of giving some background and story to um trying to bring those into modern day life that would speak to each of us and um, really from my own study of those women and what the Lord is showing me as always so you know that's another uh, disclaimer is that in no ways are we um, promoting ourselves as having figured it all out or having arrived Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of feel like the the old New Year's Eve sign arrive alive like (laughs) I'm just thankful every day I arrive alive. That's right, yes. <laughs> so, um, but today I wanted to talk about Esther. Um, you know, you hear a lot of quotes coming out of Esther, and um, it's kind of one of those stories I feel like that a lot of people that have been in church or that have um, been in church things can get kind of almost, you know, casual with because it's a story that you've heard a lot. You've heard it told a lot, but I really felt like in studying this, the Lord really highlighted some things to me about Esther um, that I wanted to share because it is a new year and Mm. we are all, um, you know, we're all in a place. I think every time the new year comes, we, we try to put our best foot forward. There are things that we want to see happen in our lives opportunities that we want to take advantage of sometimes you know (laughs) I remember a season in my life when I would go to the gym regularly and I would just get so ill when January and February rolled around Mm -hmm. because it was all these people (laughs) would just show up and I'm like I was here on December 31st where were you You (laughs) and now I'm one of those people (laughs) funny how life humbles you you know yes Um, but 
I feel like spiritually, that's kind of where we're at as well. We don't ever want to get to a place where we feel, you know, smug and like we've got it figured out. And mm-hmm. like the, the Bible call is called uh, our sword mm-hmm. and it is very living and it is very real yes. and it can speak to an issue and literally, you know, separate truth from lie as precisely as a surgeon separating marrow from burn from bone. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to you know, kind of preface this, like anything that the Lord is showing me, I feel like he's, he's, he's wanting me to understand, like there's still things that I need to work on and, and I need to learn from his word and from these stories. And in this new year, I want to, I want to partner with him to make sure that the things that I wanted to overcome in the last year are not still dragging behind me in the new year, mm-hmm. that I'm truly growing and that I'm staying healthy all year round, not just because it's January, but because I want to be healthy in the Lord. I want to be strong in his word. And I want to have that relationship with him where I know that he can speak to me, correct me, love on me and not have to worry about, oh, well, I haven't been in, I haven't been in this place for a while. You know, I want to stay committed to that. So that's really what, where this is coming from. It's kind of been my request and my desire with him. And so just to give the backstory for Esther, for maybe some listeners who don't know, um, Esther is a book in the Bible about an orphan girl, Jewish orphan girl who was being uh, looked after by her, her uncle Mordecai, uncle, cousin, there's some, you know, different takes on that, but I'll, I'm going to say uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her older uncle Mordecai was uh, looking out for her. He was in the King's Guard. He worked for the King. The King was not um, Jewish. They were in, you know, um, basically slavery for the most part, lack of a better word. Um, <clears throat> in subservient um, position as a society to another king and he was married to um a queen at that time Vashti and they were having a big uh flamboyant party I always kind of get the vision of like a Hunger Games celebration at the Capitol you Mm -hmm. know where everybody's just you know embracing life and gorging themselves on food and dance and all these things well he wanted her to come into where the men were eating and um she was having her own little party her own little banquet and she you know she's a little beyonce in her background but she wasn't going to be told what to do (laughs) by this king Mm -hmm. and so vast she got fired Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's no longer the queen yeah (laughs) um and i kind of feel like she represents the spirit in the earth that wants um, you know, to really twist and, and flip on its ear the role of a woman mm-hmm. that wants, you know, women were designed um, to bring life. Yeah. We were equipped, given all the equipment, to nurture, to comfort, um, to raise up uh, generations. Well, and I think it's interesting, and I know you haven't gotten to it yet, but I think it's interesting that she and Esther both spoke up when when it was dangerous to, yes. and they both used their voice and their power, yes. but how they chose to do it is yes. what made the difference. And I think that the Bible brings that to the forefront, her attitude, mm-hmm. because she was very disrespectful in the yeah. way that she handled those things, and it was almost like this... Um, rebellion to her role and her place, not just in the society and in the time, but period. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, <clears throat> for any of you who are married and enjoy being married, I'm just going to say, you know, in the, in the long term, <laughs> husbands don't really be, like being disrespected, especially mm-hmm. in public and in front of their friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not great relational advice, you mm-hmm. know, and so... I just think um, that's there to kind of show the model of doing things in your flesh. Mm-hmm. Like really when you, you know, don't feel like it, you rise up. That's really Vashti's response in this. So she loses her job and there's an opening for a, a new queen. And so they basically, I mean, if you don't know the story, I would encourage you to read it because it is full of drama. But essentially, they have a beauty contest. Yes. And because, it's very readable because yes, I mean, it's, it's only a it few is, chapters. It's only a few chapters. Yeah. So you can tell that this king is, is very deep because he goes looking for a new wife by holding a <laughs> beauty pageant. You know, he's really in it for the personality. That's right. <laughs> really cares about the little thoughts in her head. Yeah. So he has this big pageantry. And um, Esther is chosen mm-hmm. out of thousands of women. Um. What also is interesting about this is that she spends a year in the palace being prepared to meet him. So they bathe her in his favorite scents. She has tremendous favor with the palace staff. Um, She is just a young girl. Most historians think she is a very young teen. Um, She has tremendous favor. They uh, make sure that she is bathed in his favorite scents. And that his hair, her hair is fixed in his favorite styles. She gets the best clothes. She gets everything um, to help her. Mm-hmm. And, and spends like these treatments, these beauty treatments doing this. And then goes in to the king and he, he loves her. He, mm-hmm. That's it. That's his woman. Um, meanwhile, there are some people plotting in the kingdom to take him out. And Mordecai finds out and he alerts the king and saves his life. And Haman is like, I feel like I should have dramatic music. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) (laughs) Haman is, if we were in a 1920s silent movie, he's the villain with the curly mustache and Mm -hmm. the cape and the dark hat. Yeah. (laughs) So he is um, basically this, this king's right hand guy. Like he takes care of everything. And he absolutely hates Mordecai. He hates Jews, period. I mean, loathes them. And um, so at some point, the king can't sleep. And he's having his staff read the minutes of his court. And they read the story about Mordecai saving him, which he had forgotten all about. And he calls Haman in and he says, if you wanted to show somebody appreciation what would you do well Haman is just assuming that he's talking about him right because I do everything for you so Haman gives him all this directive like you should have him let out on a horse and you should have a parade and just all the things that Haman wants for himself and then the king says oh yeah let's do that do it for Mordecai so that kind of like infuriates Haman kind of puts him over the edge where he starts plotting against Mordecai and all the Jews he ends up kind of again I'd say the king was not the, the sharpest tack around because he kind of gets manipulated by Haman and tricked into signing this decree that essentially means he's being worshipped he's being idolized he is 
um, above everything else. And of course, Mordecai cannot adhere to this decree because he knows the one true God. He knows that you cannot have any other God before him. That's literally the first commandment. Mm -hmm. So he, um, he goes to Esther and he's like, they're building gallows. They're going to take us out. They're going to kill the Jewish people, starting with me, probably. And I need you to help us. I need you to go to the king. We're fasting. We're praying. But we need help. Mm-hmm. And in chapter 4 of Esther, they have this kind of conversation. And the thing was, as you said it earlier, for a person to go into the king's presence uninvited was instant death. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what position you held. Mm-hmm. And so for Vashti and for Esther to respond to the king without an invitation, to go into his court or in his chambers unannounced was an immediate call for death. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ashti, Esther had already seen Vashti be dethroned. Right. She'd already witnessed that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that immediately fear was there. And I thought about that fear because I've experienced that fear. When you are looking for purpose, when you're looking for your identity, when you're trying to find out what am I supposed to be doing right now? Mm -hmm. And you have kind of this restlessness of things, but at the same time, you feel like you have a call weighing on you. Yeah. Like maybe there is something, but you really don't want to deal with that or think about that. Or could it be anything else but that? Could we, we maybe go this way instead of that way and you have that tension and that angst inside of you and I really think that probably that's where Esther was at and Mordecai says to her in chapter 4 listen God doesn't need you to do this if you don't stick your neck out and help your people he'll raise somebody else up but maybe just maybe you are here for such a time as this mm-hmm You have become the queen because you can save his people. And so that kind of bolsters her. And I thought, I have had those moments where I think, this isn't what I would have chosen. Circumstances, relationships, whatever it may be. But it has positioned me and equipped me for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. God can use whatever it is to put us in the very place that we find our call. And I think it's interesting that the Lord knew what she was going to need on the front end with so much favor towards the king and the year of preparation. And I see that line up so much with my life. Whenever I go through a season of extreme favor and Glory to God, I have had those seasons. Usually, not a lot of time after that, I'm being asked of something. Mm -hmm. Because that favor was used to build me up and to get me ready for a high calling. And something that He had me lining everything up ready for me to do. And Scripture says, um, to whom much is given, much is required. required. And I just think of how much so for Esther in that moment. Yes, And, and it was that favor that opened the door because... She went before him and he extended his scepter to her, which mm-hmm. was the the motion to step forward. What do you need, sweetheart? Yeah. 
<laughs> you know? And so she was able to come to him and she chickened out a little bit and invited him to dinner. Never worked up the nerve, ended up inviting him to dinner again. Heyman comes, comes with him. Eventually, I'm really encouraging you all to read the story. She says to him, this is the plot to take out my people and me. And of course, the king becomes enraged. And um, the very gallows that were built to destroy the people of God are used to hang Haman and all his sons. It ends up being his own destruction. And I really think that that speaks to us in this time and place because there are so many out there that are probably listening to this and you're maybe struggling with, well, I don't feel like I'm equipped. I don't feel like I'm prepared. I don't really feel like I have that favor on me or I'm not really sure. I'm telling you, if you ask the Lord, his word promises us that he will give you wisdom and knowledge. If you're lacking it, he longs to give it to you. Mm-hmm. In James, it says that that's a promise we can stand on. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I have found in my experience that oftentimes I find that purpose and that favor when I take that first step. Mm-hmm. When I say, yes, I'll do this. That's right. When I step into it and I put the action behind it, when I go into the higher court, when I go into, you know, Hebrews talks about, you can come boldly into the throne room mm-hmm. where you will receive the mercy and grace that you're needed in this hour. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get the vision of the story and I think about my own self coming into the throne room of heaven. Lord, I don't know exactly what to do and how this is going to look, but I'm willing to take this first step. Mm-hmm. And I see him as the king of kings extending that scepter to me. What is it that you need, daughter? Mm-hmm. What is it that you need, my beloved? Yeah. And in that, I find the grace and mercy. And once I begin to do the things that are in my heart to do, Oh my goodness, the favor and the doors that open for me. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like in this hour, you know, in the Hebrew calendar, this is the year of open doors. And I feel like there's there's a, also a scripture that says that he will open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that's where we're at kingdom wise. And so I just want to encourage anyone who's listening to this. If you have something in your heart that is bigger than you. Yeah. You know it can't be from your own imaginations. Yes. It has to be God. You feel it. You're scared of it because you don't know what that would look like. You don't feel like you're qualified. I'm encouraging you to seek the Lord in it and to say yes and go. Just go. Yes. And it makes me think of there's a, um, a modern day author, um, Christian author named Mark Batterson. And I really like a lot of the things that he has written. And I've read so many of his books. I couldn't tell you which one it, it came out of. But this was... Um, Early on when I had rededicated my life, I read a lot of his works, and he spoke about how if our walk with God isn't, it's comfortable enough that if he didn't meet a need, it wouldn't affect us, or if we didn't step out in faith enough to where God would have to show up for it to happen, Mm -hmm. then our relationship was probably going to be stale. And I'm not saying put yourself in harm's way constantly and test it, but I'm saying if your God-given dreams scare you or your calling scares you, you're probably in a perfect place because (laughs) because that's how he stretches us. And it's going to be past our own limitations. Well, and I always think about Peter. You know, everyone says, well, he took his eyes off Jesus and he sank. He got out. 
but Peter was the only one that walked in That's water. right. He got out of the boat. <laughs> he got out of the boat. He yeah. did what the others wouldn't even dare to do. Uh-huh. And I'm just thinking, it's pretty impressive to have water walking on your resume when yeah. the only other person that did it was Jesus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. So I think the lesson is there that keep your focus on him. Mm-hmm. But what if he's asking you, hey, I'd like to teach you to walk on water. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to get out of the boat? That's right. I don't want to miss that. Yes. I don't want to miss whatever he has for me. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I want to say yes. Yeah. And, you know, Esther say, said yes. Um, in fact, they're, the Purim celebration that Hebrews still celebrate today is the deliverance from Haman. And um, I just feel like, you know, it's exactly like what Mordecai said to her for us. God doesn't necessarily need us to say yes to what he's going to do. He will raise someone else up, but mm-hmm. we would miss out. That's right. On the celebration of victory. Mm-hmm. And we would miss out on the partnering of him. Esther learned something about the character of God in that. And it empowered her and it emboldened her. Because as the chapters go on, you read about how she literally helps the king like track down all the enemies of the Jews. They rewrite laws to protect them mm-hmm. and keep them. She changed the history of her people. Mm-hmm. Her name is still talked about. Yeah. Because she said yes. And I just think right now... In the heavens, there are annuals of each of our lives being written. And one day when we sit around the throne of glory and they read my story, I want it to say, and she said yes. Mm-hmm. And you think about, I mean, very few women in the Bible have their own chapter. Yes. So <laughs> yes. what seemed like a very small act yes. made a major impact. And and not just for the, you know, the fame of it, and, but to be known. Right. In heaven by your creator mm-hmm. as that's my daughter. Yes. That's my girl. She, I put her there for such a time as this. And mm-hmm. she said, yes, she answered the call and I can use her to save a generation. I can use her to rewrite a person's history. Mm-hmm. I can save a new generation because of her. Yes. Whatever that may look like. And that's the thing is that we won't know this side of glory every time what our yes did Mm -hmm. it will be later that we'll be able to say oh that's why i needed to do this okay so whatever the thing is and it could be something very little yeah um you know i've talked to people who just speaking up in a meeting and sharing part of their story is their yes Mm -hmm. and yet when they do that it unlocks something in someone else so it doesn't have to be birthing a ministry it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be going before leadership or a huge you know audience it can be just something small that god has asked of you Mm -hmm. he will give you the grace and the power to do it Mm -hmm. he will show you every step of the way if you continue to keep your focus on him and ask him he will lead you in wisdom and knowledge and understanding and what to do, you'll have the discernment that you need. And one day you'll look back and go, Oh, I know him in ways I never would have known if I had not surrendered to this. And that's what I find joy in now mm-hmm. is that I have met some of the most wonderful people. Mm-hmm. I have been encouraged in the Lord. I have built relationships. I have had Stories that people share with me that build my faith. Yes. That encourage me in my in my struggles and in my where I'm just like I don't know if this is going to change. You you hear somebody or you meet somebody or you have an exchange with someone because of my yes somewhere down the line, 
it opened this door and it opened that door and it opened this opportunity. And I can, sometimes I look back and I go, Lord, I don't even know how I got here. Mm-hmm. We've come so far. Yes. I used to be such a broke down Jesus girl. Mm-hmm. All I could say was that I loved you. Mm-hmm. And now I can say, I, I know you. Mm-hmm. I know you're faithful. I know you're good. I know you're kind. I know you will provide for me. I know you will make a way where there yes. is no way. I know you will heal me. I know that you'll set me free and delivered because we have this history together. That's We're writing right. our history. We're writing our chapters together. Yes. that's. Um, I was going to bring that up whenever you were talking about Esther and the, the steps of faith. It, it made me also think about, you know, our faith it can be like Legos or building blocks. And we're not going to... You know, cliff dive a lot of times right out of the gate of, you know, because like you said, we don't know him Mm -hmm. and we have to build relationship Mm -hmm. to have even a reason to trust him. Mm -hmm. But um, you had brought it up in maybe a podcast or two ago about how David didn't start out conquering Goliath. God built him up to that point. He let him conquer the lion. He let him conquer the bear before he had to face down Goliath. And he's going to do the same for us because he's a graceful God and he wants us to be able to trust him. And so, um, he's not going to ask more of you than what you're capable of. Um, he knows that you can do it. Now you may, that may not be your strong suit. Well, Get ready for that. that. You know, we have a promise that in our weakness, he is made That's strong. Right. And I, yes. I think you have to go back to that place of like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for his glory. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because he's asked of me and I love him so much. I don't want to. I loved it when I was little. And my kids responded the same way to be somebody's helper. Yes. For the teacher to call on you you know, to take role or run something to the office. I can remember one of my youngest uh, teacher, even in preschool and kindergarten, she was so much to the point where she got to first grade, she really thought she was the assistant teacher. Like her first grade teacher didn't ask her those things. And she just really was like, what is her deal? I'm the helper. (laughs) (laughs) And I just think like we have a helper, the Holy Spirit who empowers us and guides us, but it should be in our heart. Like you said, built in the relationship with him to say yes, to want to please him. Mm -hmm. And that's really where I want to stay. Like regardless of what limitations I may have, I mean, we joke, but it's really, it's, it's the truth. We are not, you know, we're not what the world would call qualified to do what we do. And yet God has blessed it immensely. Yes. Yes. And I think it's because we just show up. We continue to show up and we continue to say, come talk to us about Jesus. Come listen to us about Jesus. Listen to what Jesus has done in our lives. Mm -hmm. Listen to the testimonies of the people that we have met through this ministry. Let us encourage one another. Let's grow it. You know, follow us as we follow Christ, because Mm -hmm. ultimately that is what the story should be about. It's about Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's going to be heaven and eternity. It's going to be all the stories of all the people. Who all came back to Jesus. Amen. He is the author of our faith. He is the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega. And, you know, I feel like the song, I, hold, I heard an old, old story about a Savior came from glory. Mm-hmm. That is my story. Yeah. That is my song. He came for me, and I want the chapters of my life to point back to Him. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anyone out there listening to this. Even if it's a mess up, even if the last chapter was a disaster, he authors comebacks. Mm-hmm. He loves a comeback. Yeah, he does. He can take the biggest mess and turn it around. What mm-hmm. God 
can do with just your guess. You won't even believe. You won't even believe. Just step out. Start again. It's a new day. Start a new chapter. That's right. And he will turn it all around for you. Amen. Yes. Okay, ladies, in our trauma-informed segment this episode, I really wanted to highlight, um, with it being the new year, some goals that you can possibly set for, um, just for personal growth for this year, and um, it has been shared on our social media platforms, but I did just want to kind of cover the contents of it and encourage you ladies, and it's something that I'm I've set for myself and I've scheduled text message reminders for my own self to come at the beginning of each month just to check my progress for my own self and see um, how I'm doing. Um, But it's a list of things. So if you're not necessarily a New Year's resolution person or you don't really um, know what to do, so you do nothing, um, this is just a fun little guide, but I feel like it's something that can really be beneficial for you know, your year, if you stick with it, then you're going to have this much growth and development for the year. And we never stop growing and we never stop learning. So, um, the first one is a bad habit that you're going to break, um, coming into the new year. And just in full transparency, I do struggle a little bit with language sometimes. And so I have put mine down as, um, just taming my tongue. Um, And it can be, you know, anything. It doesn't have to be like the heaviest thing you can think of. It can be something light and easy. I know um, one year in 2019, and this was, of course, for Lent. This wasn't for the new year. It was the first time I had ever observed Lent, which is um, more to do with the Catholic faith. But And I'm a, a Protestant Christian, but I... I still wanted to, I had never celebrated Lent before, so I gave up sugar. And my kids still talk about the 40-day period of me weaning off of sugar and how um, it is the most angry they've ever seen me. And uh, just, you know, they very well remember it. And uh, I've never went back. I'll still eat, you know, some things lightly with sugar in them. If I'm at a potluck and they have like a dessert or something like that. But my biggest thing was sweet tea. And I weaned myself off of it. And it was um, humorously disastrous. It was successful and it worked. But it was was quite an ordeal for myself and my children. But um, it can be something simple like that. It can be cutting back on caffeine. It can be, you know something more tangible instead of setting the bar really high and you know the more little things you knock out then you get the strength and courage to work on bigger things um the next is a new skill that you're going to try uh this year mine is uh roller skating last year for my first wedding anniversary my husband got me some roller skates and i have been practicing like three or four times but not as much as i would like i want to get like legitimately good so I'm gonna try really hard to go ahead and pre-schedule practice times into my schedule for my own self so that I don't miss it Um, and the other is dumpling making I know that sounds a little silly but I love um, like Asian style dumplings I think that they're so cute and um, they're always so good and I want to kind of explore making them on my own so that's going to be mine Um, but it can be anything it can be um, 
you know, developing your writing skills, um, like arts and crafts, picking up, you know, cross stitching or crocheting or, um, I have a friend that I just recently was helping learn false eyelashes. I mean, just, you know, whatever little thing you decide that you want to hone in on that specific area and get better, better at that skill. Um, the next is the person that I hope to be more like this year. And of course, I'm not trying to be a teacher's pet, but I did put Jesus on there for mine. And I truly do want to be more like him every day. And so I'm just setting a personal goal for myself for this year um, for everything that I do to be more like Jesus. Um, the next is a good deed that you want to try to accomplish this year. Um, mine was getting better at tithing. I do tithe, but um, sometimes... I don't make it my first fruits and I don't make it such a priority in my heart and in my life that I need to. And that's an area that I'm wanting to try, try to grow with the Lord personally. Scripture says, you know, 10% and off the top, it's our first fruits. And, um, I'm, I'm usually decently diligent, but I want to be without falter with it, you know? So, um, that's for mine, but it could be anything. It could be paying for a stranger's coffee that's behind you in line at Duncan or, you know, um, leaving change taped to a vending machine or, um, just any little thing that you can think of to spread goodness and kindness in this world, because that's how we restore people's hope and humanity. Um, people's own worldview, what they see out of their own eyes is the most important to them. And so by small acts of kindness, when we impact each other one-on-one on that level, it really makes a bigger ripple than you would think it does. And so um, just whatever good deed you are going to try to do for this year. Um, the next is a place that you want to visit this year. Mine is I have some uh, family heritage in Virginia and I have been to Virginia but it was more like the Washington DC area when I was younger and so I'm wanting to go back to Virginia to the area that my grandmother was from because I've never been to it or seen it so that's my goal this year is more of a Virginia pilgrimage to uh, to see where her people were from and where they were where they grew up and lived um the next is a book that you want to read this year I don't know if you guys are anything like me, but I have a stack of books that are all like half read, half finished that are on my bedside table that my goal is to just get through my stack this year and to be able to be ready for new literature uh, next year. But to to clear off my to-do list with my reading is to just read the books I've already started. So that'll be my goal for me. Yours could be anything, and it may even be the Bible. the next is a letter that you need to write this year. Um, this could be a letter of forgiveness to somebody. This could be a letter trying to keep in touch with maybe a long lost friend. It could be a letter to yourself. It could be a letter to your children. Um, mine, I have a pen pal in Pennsylvania and we just started writing again. And so I'm sure that I will write many letters to her this year. Um, The next is a new food that you want to try this year. Uh, For me, the Lord uh, put on my heart to explore the traditional Jewish festivals just to get a better understanding of Him. And so I'm going to be trying to do that this year. And so I'm going to be trying a lot of the traditional Jewish foods for the first time. And I'm excited about that. Um, But yours, it doesn't have to be something so... um, 
detailed. It could be like, you know, <laughs> there's a new menu item at Burger King, whatever, you know, it's something new that you're wanting to try. Um, in 2016, my New Year's resolution was to try at least one new thing a week. It didn't necessarily have to be food. It just um, needed to be anything. One new thing, whether it was food or a new experience or saying yes to something I'd never done before. Um, because prior to that, I was very, and I still am this way, I love my routine and I love eating the same things every day or um, doing the same things every day because routine gives me structure and structure gives me security. And But in that, I had kind of gotten myself into a rut and I needed some fresh experiences. And that year, I really enjoyed it. Um, I tried a lot of new things. And in fact, I went to India for the first time. So far, the only time, but I'm uh, hoping to go back soon. But I uh, tried all, a lot of new foods over there. I had never tried avocado before 2016. There was a lot of first times and new times for me in that year. And that was probably one of my favorite New Year's resolutions that I've ever done. Um, but so it can be small, just something new that you want to try for this year uh, food wise um, but you could even extend that to your own self um, uh, outside of food to you know new things that you want to experience so that was it for the trauma-informed segment I just wanted to offer some encouragement in this new year how you can kind of set some goals for yourself and hoping to grow yourself and stretch yourself in new ways I hope that it's a fun experience for you and something that you enjoy and that you can look back at the end of this year and see the ways that it's grown and changed you Okay, ladies, that is a wrap for this episode. Hope that once again, as usual, that it's blessed you and encouraged you. We are available um, through our website, through social media accounts. You can reach out if you need anything from us. We look forward to hearing from you. If you're listening, if you have any questions, if you have suggestions, things that you would like to hear us talk about, definitely drop us a line and let us know. We'd love to hear from you and just hear um, engagement from our listeners to see what their hearts are needing. So I pray that this new year blesses you. I pray that it's a year of uh, opportunities for you and new doors. And so we just thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and can't wait for you to listen in next time.